Let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalms 119. The book of Psalms 119. Quick announcement, Brother Montgomery needs to meet with uh, any of the dads who have uh, sons in the Master's Men program right after church in the choir room. If you're a dad, you have a son in the Master's Men, meet in the choir room right after the service. Uh, Brother Montgomery wants to speak with you guys about that. And uh, I'm excited about what they're doing with the program there. Psalms 119, when you find it, let's stand together. Look down to verse 129. It's not often we say that, is it? Uh, verse 129, Psalms 119. And we're going to key in on one verse tonight, but give a little bit of context. Psalms 119, look down to verse 129. The Bible says, Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Now watch verse 133. The Bible says, order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Let's pray together. Father, thank you tonight for your word, and Lord, as we read out of a chapter that, Lord, speaks of your word so many times in so many different ways, I pray we would see more value in it tonight. Father, as we come to you, Lord, we have several burdens tonight specifically we want to raise to you, and we ask, Lord, that you'd be with Brother Wayne tonight in the hospital Father, we pray that you'd just give him permanent healing of, Lord, what he's going through. And, Lord, I'm thankful for the doctors, but we trust you tonight. That, Father, you'd give him healing and grace to his family as they care for him. And we pray, Lord, tonight for Michelle and their family. I pray that you'd give them grace. Lord, what a great thought of knowing where Brother Ron is at and who he's with. And help us, Father, Lord, just uh, understand a little bit more, Lord, about just how fragile our lives are tonight. And begin focusing on that time, Lord, where we'll see you as well. Bless, I pray your word be with those tonight that are home, able to tune in. I pray you'd be with those, Father, who have heavy hearts. Uh, give us all the grace we need through your word tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. There's a song we sing, and I think we could probably all sing it by memory tonight, called The Solid Rock. And there's a line in the song that I think we know well where it says, all other ground is sinking sand. We know it very well. Uh, sometimes I think because we are raised, born and raised, most of us in the Bible Belt, we know these songs and we sing these songs uh, and uh, we know the truths that are in there, but sometimes I wonder if we truly begin to realize the great depth of truth and doctrine that are there. That's why I love the hymns. Uh, there is so much doctrine, there's so much truth, and you can learn a lot about the Lord and His Word just in good godly hymns that we sing. But that one particular line, I want you to think about that tonight, all other ground is sinking sand. Uh, that's not something that's just a song. Uh, that's not just a verse in the song. I believe in 2023 that is something we are all becoming more and more familiar with. That's a bedrock truth. Uh, boy, I tell you, in, in my short 43 years of life, uh, I have seen so many things go by the wayside that at one time I used to think were sure and steadfast. 
maybe things I thought were dependable. Even you look at our country and the great United States of America, the world power. And uh, I know I've mentioned it a lot today, but yesterday, all the military might that was on display there at the air show uh, with the helicopters and the airplanes and uh, the massive, what was it, Brother Braden, a C-17? Was that what it was? Amen. He is our resident aircraft expert. Uh, He was telling us what everything was and how many pounds of thrust all of the planes had. And you look at all of the military might that is there and you're thinking, the United States of America is going to be here for 5,000 years. I mean, with all of the power and the ingenuity and all of the know-how, all of the weaponry, there's no country that's going to ever, ever dominate us anytime soon. And, and yet you look at our country in just a few short years. I have seen the decline of America in my short 43 years. You folks that are over 40, uh, and not faulting you for that, but I can't imagine what you've seen. I can't imagine the decline and the decay of this country that we're living in that you have seen in your lifetime, and I hate to tell you, I think it's only going to get worse. Yesterday, they had people uh, at the air show from what we call the greatest generation. I hate to say it, I think probably the greatest generation in America has passed. Uh, I don't know that there's a greatest generation in front of us. I think the, the greatest, brightest days, unfortunately, are probably behind us, barring a spiritual revival in this country. And so many things that used to be sure and solid that we could depend upon, they are not as sure and solid as they were, and a lot of us are living lives of uncertainty, wondering what's going to be next and what is going next. Now, here's the tendency that we don't need to get to tonight. The tendency when things begin to fall away and uncertainty uh, begins to permeate society, it's for us to live fearfully, and that's not the will of God. The Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Our Father does not want us to be fearful. As a matter of fact, it does not speak well of our Father if His children walk around scared all the time. I'm thankful tonight that the Bible says that our God is the God. He is sovereign over all of our circumstances. And no matter what happens to our great country, and I lament the thought of this country not being here, uh, but God's always going to be there. God's not going anywhere. And he is still just as sure and certain about what he said and who he is uh, from the beginning of time, whenever that was. But here's the problem. When we begin seeing these things slide away, we begin to see things deteriorate and fall away, the tendency is for us to live fearfully, and what a poor testimony that is. What a poor witness it is tonight that when everything else falls apart, we begin falling apart together. Now listen to me, I I don't mean that we should live a life of reckless denial, okay? I'm not acting like, and say we should act like uh, somebody that's oblivious to what's going on in the world. I think you ought to know what's going on in the world. You ought to be measured at how much news you watch because uh, if you're not careful, you'll become cynical. And I think that's also just as bad as witness for a Christian as well. We shouldn't be cynical people. We should be optimistic people looking forward to what God is going to do and what God is doing even through circumstances that we may not understand. But you ought to know what's going on. And you shouldn't live in denial and you shouldn't live recklessly, but you also shouldn't live fearfully. We should be walking around the age-old story of Chicken Little, the sky is falling. Now granted, it looks like it is sometimes. And you watch the news, it feels like the sky is falling and the ground is falling out from under us. But I assure you of this, God wants us to live a life of certainty. And God wants us to live a life not of fear, but what does he say? Of power and of love and a sound mind. God wants his children right now to have a sound mind. That when people see everybody else in a panic, running around, wondering what's going on, he wants us to have certainty in the way that we live our life. Now, 
Here's how we do that tonight. You're going to look down in Psalms 119. There's one verse. I just want to pull a few scriptures out or a few points out of verse 133. The only way that we're going to have certainty in the life that we're living right now is that our life is going to have to be based on something that is just as certain. If we base our life on things that can fall away and are uncertain, well, no wonder we are living fearfully. Why? Because we've based our life on things that are changing. Thankful tonight, the Bible gives us something that can give us certainty in the steps that we're taking even right now in the crazy year of 2023, and I believe you're going to look right down in verse 133 and see what they are. Tonight, let's look at the simple thought of finding certainty in our steps. Finding certainty in our steps, and I'm going to give you three things out of verse 133 that I believe the Father would have us to do in order to have certainty and be the testimony in the way we're living our life in spite of the world we're living in. Now, notice verse 133. The Bible says, order my steps. Order my steps. Now, this is important. We're going to stop right there on this first point because what you have here is someone that is asking God to be the arranger of the steps they're taking in their life. Now, understand, if we're going to have certain steps tonight, watch this in verse 133, they must be ordered by God. If we are going to have certainty in the steps that we are taking, and they are steps that are a witness to a world that is living in uncertainty, the steps, number one tonight, must be ordered by God. Now, hear me out. The word ordered doesn't just mean commanded. We think about a general ordering steps. You step here and you go here and you go there. That is just a small part of what the word ordered means. The the word ordered means arranged, meaning you have so many steps you can take in a lifetime and you ought to give them all to God and allow God to arrange every step you're going to take in life. Now, I know several of our folks in here, uh, you walk and you count your steps. I, I talk with you, some of you, about that sometime. I did some figuring this afternoon, and this is startling. The average human will take 216,262,500 steps in their lifetime. That's a lot of walking. Now, if you go shopping with your wife, it takes a little bit more, okay? You're probably up to 300 million there. 216,262,500 steps. That's a lot of steps in your lifetime. You wonder why we're so overweight as Americans if we take that many steps. Seems like you'd walk it all off. Now think about this. Imagine what you could accomplish if all of those steps were ordered and in a direction where they accomplished something. I think we waste a lot of time, don't you? We're very good at that. We're very good at amusement and being idle and going and fulfilling our time by doing nothing. But I want you to think about that spiritually. Think about all the decisions and the steps and the directions we can go as the people of God at what we could accomplish if those steps were ordered by the Lord. Meaning if God was the one arranging the steps that we take and the decisions we make in our life, imagine what we could accomplish. And I'll give you a perfect example. The children of Israel took an 11-day journey, all right? The journey of the Exodus to the promised land was 11 days, 11 days, and they stretched it out to a mere 40 years. That's a lot of wasted steps. Can I tell you why a lot of those steps were wasted? Because they were not ordered by the Lord. If you look at the map, my goodness gracious, it looks like a bumblebee flying around in all the directions. Matter of fact, they crossed their path several times. What wasted steps? You know why they were wasted? Because they weren't ordered by the Lord. 
They weren't arranged by the Lord. They weren't directed by the Lord. They weren't established by the Lord. Now, folks, I know we think we're all going to live to be 150 years old. And if you do, God bless you for that. I understand why people don't want to live to be 150 years old now. 43 has been great. But boy, I think about you folks that are 86, twice my age, and I'm thinking, whew, God bless you for that. Can I tell you tonight, we may live to be 100. You may only live to be 75, or the Ron was 81 years old. And we don't have steps to spare. God has blessed us with so much time. God has blessed us with just so much opportunity. And if we want them to be fruitful and certain steps, they've got to be ordered by God. That means we have a stack of steps. You think, I wish I had a stack of of steps up here tonight. And we say, God, I've got these steps. This is all I've got in my life. This is all the time that I've got. This is all the opportunity that I've got. And God, I don't want to waste one. Boy, there's nothing I hate worse than making a wrong turn. Number one, because it shows that my man GPS is not as good as I brag about being. Yesterday we came through Picayune and we were running late, air show went late, and so I ordered ahead and ordered pizzas. We're going to go through Picayune. And I passed up the Domino's Pizza Place and had to go around. I'm sure Brother Richard, he was driving van too. He was wondering, why are we making a big loop in the parking lot? I blamed it all the yakking young ladies in the back seat of the van, distracting me is what I blamed it on. The truth of the matter is, I, I made a mistake. I made a wrong turn. Now I had to go all the way in the parking lot, turn all the way around, go back to the light at Picayune, turn left, and then go to Domino's. I wasted time. You're thinking, it's not that big a deal. You wasted five minutes. Can I tell you, you'd be amazed at how much life you can waste in five-minute increments. You'd be amazed at how much of your spiritual life you can waste in a little decision here, a little decision there. What does the Bible say? That's how our poverty comes, a little at a time. A little at a time, a little at a time. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And after a while, we have wasted our steps. Why? Because they weren't ordered by the Lord. Now watch this. I want you to see something right in verse 133. The Bible says, order my steps. Order my steps. Now here's what's happening. The steps are being submitted to God. God, here's my steps. I want you to order them. Arrange them in the path and the direction that you would have them go. But you got to see this. The certainty, I want you to notice where it comes from. It results from submission. Submission. God, I am submitting my steps to you. God, I'm offering my steps to you. God, I'm giving them to you. I'm yielding them to you. God, would you place them in the order that they need to go? And whatever order you place them in, Father, I'm willing to take those steps. Why? Because I want to take certain steps. There's no certainty outside the steps of the Lord. It's a guess. I mean, look, you might venture out and by the grace of God, take a step on your own and you might survive. But listen to me, it's not worth wasting one. Why? Because God was there and he was willing to order them. There is certainty when we submit our steps to God. Now, is that counterintuitive? I seem to think there's more certainty when I decide where I'm going. There's more certainty when I decide the direction I'm going and what I'm going to do when I get there. But no, listen to me. If we want to have certainty in the direction of our life, no matter what you're leading, whether you're leading your life or your home or your children, our steps have got to be submitted to God and we submit them to God. That's when you can be certain of the direction you're going. James 4, 7, submit, what does the Bible say? Submit Submit yourselves, therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now watch, 
Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. That means I am yielding God. I am submitting myself to you. Then we resist the devil and he will flee. There's the certainty. The certainty results from the submission that, God, I'm yielding it up to you. And right now, can I tell you something? If there was ever a time in our life where we needed certainty, it's right now. And in order for us to have certainty, we've got to be willing to do what? Submit. Submit. I think oftentimes the reason Satan fights so hard is because he knows we have not submitted to God. The Bible says, and he will flee from you. That's certainty. That's a guarantee from the word of God. Why will he flee? Because now those steps are God's. He leaves you alone, at least for a little while. Why? Because you've submitted to God. But wait a minute. When the devil sees that you still have those steps in your hand, they've yet to submit those steps to God. Do you know what happens? He says, there's still a chance. And he comes after you. And he tempts you. And he tries you. Why? Because he can see you've yet to submit your steps. Folks, tonight, the only way we're going to have certainty is to submit our steps to the Lord. Psalms 37, what does it say? You ought to know this one was coming. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Wouldn't you like to delight in the step? I'm not going to skip for you. I thought about it, but I'm not going to skip for you. Wouldn't you like to just skip along the way? Wouldn't you like to delight in the way you're going? Wouldn't you love to live a life in 2023 where you're not wondering where the next pit is going to be and where the next trap is going to be? Wouldn't you like to delight in your way and have certainty? How do we get that? What does he say? The steps of good men are ordered by the Lord. Ordered by the Lord. What does that mean? That means that God is deciding where I go and what I do when I get there. That's why it is delightful. So look back to verse 133. Order my steps, the Bible says. Order my steps. I'm not going to turn there tonight, but I think you could probably uh, reference the 23rd Psalm in your mind. Do you know why the 23rd Psalm is so sweet and so beautiful? It's ordered by the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. All of that grocery list of benefits that are there. Do you know why they're there? Because the Lord's ordering it. The Lord's ordering it. The Lord arranged it. I, I joke about it a lot, but I, I just find it amazing how quickly after COVID, everything kind of went to online delivery services, groceries, things along that line. And last night, we're sitting on the couch, got home from uh, the air show, and I'm sitting on the couch. All of a sudden, our doorbell rings. And I think, good night. Who's ringing my doorbell? 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Leslie says, it's Walmart. We're kind of on the first name basis with them now. Our delivery guy comes up. We give him a tip, and you know, and all of a sudden, they, uh, I always wait till they get away from the door. I'm not answering the door in my pajamas. Okay, I know some of you are really comfortable with that. I'm not. I'm going to wait till they leave. You know, I try to have a little bit of respect, and uh, so I, I wait till they leave, and then I go to the door and I open up the door, and right there on the uh, the ground by our door, there's a there's a case of Coke Zeros. Man, there's all these little groceries that I like to eat. Leslie likes to eat. Maya likes to eat. It's amazing. Do you know why that ended up so right and delightful? Because someone who cares ordered it that way. That's the way it is with God. You got to let God order your steps. I'm not saying it's going to be the Primrose Lane, but I want to tell you, you'll delight in the certainty that comes with God ordering your steps far more than you ordering your steps. Proverbs 3, 5, we quote it often, but do we understand what it means? The Bible says, trust in the Lord. It means submit your steps. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. God, hear that. here's all of my steps. I'm giving them, the, and lean not into thine own understanding. 
In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. But it begins with your submission. What? God, order my steps. Order my steps. God, I'm giving them to you. Order my steps. Number one, the steps that are certain, they must be ordered by God. But then watch this real quickly. Order my steps, and then he follows up a little bit more specifically. Order my steps in thy word. I love this. He didn't just say, I'm submitting my steps to you. Watch what he says. Order my steps in thy word. This is important tonight, folks. The only certain steps are steps that are ordered by the Lord. Number two, they must originate in his word. Now, I love the fact that he didn't just say, order my steps and let not my iniquity, uh, any iniquity have dominion over me. I love the fact he says, order my steps in thy word word. Now, why did he say that? Why did he say in thy word? I'll tell you why. Certain steps must be established in something that is certain. All right, if you're going to have certain steps, they've got to be established in something that is going to last. Your steps are only going to be as secure as what they are standing upon. What did he say? Order my steps in thy word. Why did he say in thy word? Because the Bible says forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. You see, that's why you ought to build your life upon the rock of God's word. Why? Because it's always and forever settled. That's how you have certainty that you know where you are, you know what you're doing, you know where you're going. Why? Because it's built upon what thus saith the Lord, and it's there forever. It's not going anywhere. In a few days, we'll have our fall fest, and we usually have a bouncy house out there. Unfortunately, the bouncy houses, uh, they just don't make them for grown-ups. And uh, we have to watch and envy as our kids get out there and jump around in them. How many of you have been inside of a bouncy house? Raise your hand. I have been inside. Hey, wow. A surprise, surprise. About 90% of us have been inside of a uh, bouncy house. Have you ever been inside of that thing, and you're trying to walk around, and it's so hard to keep your direction? And it's so hard to stay vertical. Somebody comes and does a, you know, a drop kick, knocks you against the wall. And for some reason, you're laughing about it. You know, you don't get mad. It's like there's just a, a joy bubble on the inside of a bouncy house. You can't get mad in a bouncy house. Now, you watch Friday, somebody will. But, you know, bouncing around in there, it's hard to stay in a straight line. And it's hard to keep yourself upright. Why? Because it's squishy. It's not salt. I mean, man, you're bouncing this way and that way. You look like you've had something to drink, right? The foundation is not solid. You can't stand. Why? Because the foundation is not sure. You can't walk certainly. Now, that's the way it is when you live your life outside of the Word of God. It is not sure. It is not solid. It will not last. And as a child of God tonight, you ought to say, God, I want you to order my steps. Here they all are. Order my steps. And God, I want you to order them in your word. Why? Because it's always settled. Could I encourage you tonight? And boy, you ought to lock this away just for future need. Beware of an ordered walk that does not originate in God's word. Beware of an ordered walk that does not originate in God's Word. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, anybody can pop off at the mouth and anybody can make the claim, well, the Lord said and the Lord led. All right? If he did, it's not going to contradict this book. Ever. 
ever. The Spirit is not going to lead you contrary to the Word of God. God is not going to speak speak to you contrary to His Word. Be careful of an ordered walk that does not originate in His Word. That's why so many people are being deceived by televangelists. I can't believe it sometimes. Be scrolling through the channels and you'll see one of these televangelists that are up there. Tens and tens of thousands of people giving tens and tens of millions of dollars to buy his third airplane. Because he's going to send them a sweaty cloth that he prayed over. Number one, uh, if I'm going to get a cloth, I want a clean one. Uh, one somebody sweat on. Somebody told me one time, I have one of Elvis's sweaty handkerchiefs. I'm like, I'm sorry. I wish he'd have gave you a new one. Who wants that? How do people get so, well, the Spirit led them, and the Spirit this, and the Spirit that, and the Lord this, and the Lord that. Can I tell you how to know what the Lord said? Just go to what the Lord said. All right? This is what thus saith the Lord. The Bible says, order my steps in thy word. A lot of our young people, boy, we had some deep conversations. I know you parents may not realize it, but boy, you have some, some deep young people. And they ask some deep questions, and I mean that. I'm not joking. They, I mean that. And sometimes we'll get to the place where they'll say, what else should I do about this? What should I do about that? College, how to find a spouse one day, how to honor parents, this, that, and the other. I mean, so many questions. There, there's some deep questions that come along uh, on van rides and at camp and at uh, fellowships at our house. And can I tell you the best advice I try to give them? Ask the question, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Do I have opinions? Yeah. Boy, they were trapped in a car with me for two and a half hours on the way down, two and a half hours on the way back. So they find out all of my pet peeves and quirks that I have. I like my Pop-Tarts burned. Why? I don't know. I just like them that way. Going down the road, I can tell them all my pet peeves about this. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? But in the end, can I tell you, they need certain steps. They need certain steps. By the way, mom and dad, you need certain steps. Where are certain steps going to come from? Watch, order my steps in thy word. That's the only way to be sure. I think about Elijah. We talked about him this morning. Here's Elijah going up against 450 prophets of Baal. Can I tell you, one versus 450, you better be right. You better be right. One versus 450. So he goes up. Watch what he does. The Bible says he started putting the altar back in what? Order. The arrangement. Put it back here building this. Can you imagine how much your heart would be racing? Looking at the 450 guys over here that want to kill you. And you're all by yourself. So here he is putting it back together. I don't know how, how he was doing, but on the inside I'd be scared to death. But I think we see a key because Elijah says when he got ready to pray the fire down from heaven, he says, God, I've done all of this according to thy word. Wait a minute. So first, what Elijah was doing was ordered. Second, what Elijah was doing was ordered according to thy word. It almost sounds like verse 133. Order my steps in thy word. When you are 450 versus 1, that's no time for uncertainty. You better be right. 450 plus prophets, an evil king, and here you are, the one person representing God. Everybody else is keeping their mouth shut. Remember he says, if God be God, follow him. If Baal be God, follow him. And the Bible says the people answered him not a word. Well, that was encouraging. Here he is by himself, thinking to himself, God, I... 
I did the order, just like you said, at thy word. And all of a sudden, God answers with fire. See, that's what happens when our ordered steps originate in his word. Now, finally, I want you to see the last part of this, and this is the icing on the cake. Certainty in our steps. Order my steps in thy word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Now, here's what's wonderful. As we submit our steps to God, say, God, here we are in 2023. The world's falling apart. Ground's falling out from underneath us. God, how do we have some certainty? Well, number one, submit your steps to God. All right, they've got to be ordered by God. They must be ordered by God. Number two, how do we know that? Because it's going to originate in his word. We're going to be built upon something solid. Do not venture off God's word. That's where we get in trouble. But notice at the end of verse 133, there's an expectation that we can have. Watch, let not any iniquity have dominion over me. The third thing tonight that I want you to see on the certainty of our steps and finding certainty in our steps, notice they will be honored by his hand. When you submit your steps to God and your steps originate in his word, watch this, you then can say, let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Folks, do you know, I don't believe it hurts God's feelings when you look to him and an expectation of what he said. I don't think it makes God mad that when you look to God and say, God, I have put this together in order according to thy word. And now, God, I'm expecting you, Father, to honor your word. You see, that's certainty right there when you look to God to honor what he said. There's something wonderful when you look to God and say, God, I have let you order these steps. And God, I've done it according to thy word. And now, God, I trust you. What are you trusting him to do? Well, the end of verse 133. Let not any iniquity have dominion over me. You see, when you submit your steps to God, you have the certainty of the security of God. Okay, God, I'm looking to you. But Father, you're not going to let any iniquity have dominion over me. Because I've entrusted it all to you. God, it's out of my hands. There's something fearfully wonderful when you trust God to be the end all for your steps. God, I'm going to let you order them and I'm going to do it according to thy word. And Father, now I'm looking to you. I'm looking to you to let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Do you know when you read Psalms 23, we talked about it a moment ago, there is green grass and there is still water, correct? Why? Because the Lord ordered the steps. Thank God for that. But you know, if you keep reading in Psalms 23, there's also a rod and a staff. There's also a rod and a staff. What does that mean? That means when you choose, watch, here's this sheep following in the steps of the shepherd. The shepherd is leading the sheep, and that sheep is staying close to the shepherd. He is ordering his steps. Now that sheep can depend upon the rod and the staff of that shepherd. That I made the decision to be with you. And I'm going to follow your steps. And you're deciding where I go. And you're deciding what I do. Not only does it come with green grass and, and still water. But it comes with a rod and a staff. That keeps any iniquity from having dominion over me. Folks, that's where certainty comes from. That's what God wants for us. Have you ever been out of the will of God? Don't raise your hand. Have you ever been out of the will of God? Okay, I have. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you I have. I've been out of the will of God before. And if you've ever been out of the will of God before, do you know how you feel? Paranoid. Right? 
Say, say you're out of the will of God. Maybe you and your spouse got in an argument. Man, you said some mean things. Oh, you said some mean things. You talked about her mother and her meatloaf. And man, you just said mean stuff. And you got in your car and you drove off. Holy Spirit began convicting you. You could be thinking to yourself, man, I better buckle up. Why? Because you knew you went right. I better better go the speed limit. I better be careful. You're paranoid. Why? You're living uncertainty in, in uncertainty. Why? You know you're not right. You know you're not right. You're paranoid. You know you're not living right. You know there's something between you and God. And you know you can't ask, let not any iniquity have dominion over me. It is so hard to live outside of this word and expect to have the benefits of his will. You can't. You can't say, I'm going to order my steps, and it's going to be according to my word, but God, would you look out for me in the meantime? God, I'm going to do things my way, and I'm going to go on my path, and I'm going to order my steps, and I'm going to live by my word, but Lord, would you let not any iniquity have dominion over me? No. Can I tell you what God honors? God honors when we look to him and say, "I, I want you to order my steps. God honors that. Say, God, I want to live according to thy word. God says, I'll honor that. I'll honor that. Folks, look, there's no way we can fend off all the boogie monsters in the world. There's bad things that happen to good people every once in a while. But oh, that when bad things do happen, let us know that we were right where we were supposed to be. And that even in that bad, our Father can bring good out of it. What a sad thought it is when we choose to live outside of the word. I'm going to order my steps. I'm going to do it according to my word. And now, oh, there's no confidence that God is going to put that shield over us. I think about Israel right now. They have what's called the Iron Dome. And that Iron Dome, when those rockets from Hezbollah and Hamas come over, they fire and they shoot them down. It's an amazing, amazing feat of engineering and ingenuity. I think about the Christian life, how our Father does that for us. Not saying every once in a while bad things are going to happen. They're going to happen from time to time. But I think about how our Father, we're just like Israel right there in a world. We're surrounded by evil just as Israel is. What a blessing it is to have the security of the hand of God over his children. If one of those bad rockets do make it through, we know it didn't make it through without our Father's permission. They're ordered by God, they originate in his word, and we rest in it, knowing that we can depend upon him to let nothing have dominion over us. The prodigal son, I want you to think about this. The prodigal son came to a place one day where he decided he was going to watch, order his own steps, do his own thing according to his word. And one day he was out here away from the word of his father. He was out here and he realized, wait a minute, I had more security and certainty submitting to my father than I did satisfying myself. You think about that. The devil wants you to think that when you submit to the father, that all of a sudden you're surrendering over any joy, any peace, any fulfillment in life. Isn't that what the devil says? Oh, my goodness, you're just surrendering over to something. You're going to have just a boring, mundane life. 
the prodigal son would tell you, I had more security and I had more certainty when I submitted to the father. And what happened when he went home? Immediately. Immediately. Father, I'm no longer worthy to be thy servant. Make me, or uh, thy son, make me as a hired servant. Immediately he brought the robe and the ring and the, and the fatted calf. Everything he thought he would find out there, he got as soon as he submitted to the Father. Can I ask you tonight, do you have certainty in your steps? Do you have certainty in your steps? You need it. You need it. There's a lost world who's looking for someone who has certainty in their steps, and they need to see you because they're going to ask you where you got it from. You tell them, watch, watch, watch this. They were ordered of the Lord. They originated in his word. And they come with the honoring of his hand. Tonight our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Let's stand together. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed.